Hi, and welcome back to the Pastors Podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Bob, joined here with Todd. Uh, Matt has the, the day off, so uh, it'll just be the two of us today. We are continuing our series, uh, Common Issues Which Plague Every Believer. Um, and we are kind of going off of Hebrews 12, talking about sin and weight that can ensnare us. Uh, today, this topic is just sin. <laughs> it's not, there's not a weight that comes with it. Um, it is simply sin. So last week we started um, kind of a series, a sub-series, uh, talking about the sins of the tongue. Uh, we have a list that we're going to work through looking at various sins. So really getting down into the details, because some of these, the Bible, little overlaps here and there. Uh, but what we want to do is take each of these on their own, how they come out of our mouth. Um, and so today we want to we want to talk about the one that seems to slip by real easily, uh, gossip. And uh, we want to talk about the the uh, the sin of gossip, how that comes out, what that looks like, what the Bible has to say about it. Yeah, so helpful I think for us to address some specifics. You know, last week we just introduced it and gave in the forty thousand foot overview on the power of the tongue, the danger of the tongue. But I think it's going to be helpful for us to dive into this uh, specifically. And as you said, there's a list of things, a list of sins of the tongue that we want to address. Uh, I think we have to do this because, as we said last week, our our tongue really gets us in trouble, probably more than we want to admit. Uh, It gets us into trouble. It's a a great vice uh, or a great means by which vice can uh, enter our lives. And so uh, this is one of those, I think, gossip is that, Probably we don't n- naturally think about, okay, I'm going to go gossip today. Right. But it just, it just happens. It just comes. It's just easily to, easy to slip out of our, our mouth, and we can easily fall into this. Mm. And we'll talk about why that is, but uh, very practical, and, and we can easily fall into this. And yeah, so let's define gossip. Um, and just, I don't know if it was Webster's Dictionary or whatever dictionary I was looking at. I forgot to footnote it. But basically it says uh, casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. So that would be kind of a just standard dictionary definition, which I would say is fairly close to what the Bible would, yeah. would call. But the thing with the Bible, though, is you can't look through the Bible and it says, here is what gossip is. What it actually does is it describes what's happening, uh, what that person is doing, what perhaps is inside that person's heart. So we can't say, well, gossip is this, uh, one or two things. Uh, It encompasses so much that comes out of somebody's mouth. Yeah, here's a couple other definitions. A person who habitually reveals personal or sensational facts about others, a rumor or report of an intimate nature. So we're talking about here the, the words that are coming out of our mouth that uh, tend to uh, portray someone in a very poor light. Mm. They're sensational facts. They're, they're usually intimate facts about something about a person's life that, if known, would, would devastate that person, would hurt that person. Uh, someone has also said that it's saying behind a person's back what you would never say to their face. So uh, it's saying things outside of the person's presence that you typically wouldn't say to their face because you know either it's not true or because it's hurtful. Right. And so you're saying it in company uh, without the person present. Someone else has called it derogatory information about someone that is shared with others in a tone of confidentiality. Mm. I like that. You know, it's like, don't say this, don't pass this on, but, but. 
that's usually the way that you know that this is something that's probably uh, not going to be uh, sh- shared in a, in a wise and gracious manner. So, yeah, that's the definition of it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so because it's the pattern of speech, uh, we need to think, and, and I like, uh, I think it was John Piper said this, this means that when we talk gossip, talk about gossip, we must consider the action, the content of corrupt communication, the situation which it incurs, and perhaps most importantly, we have to look at the heart, consider the heart of the individual. And if you're one who is receiving this message, it's not only the heart of the individual, but it's the heart of the person who is receiving it, having a desire to hear those things, yeah. right? Because gossip only works when somebody wants to hear it. Exactly. So th- this comes when you're not motivated by doing good to the person. You're actually motivated by wanting to do them harm. That's right. So what you said is so important. It's not just the speech. It's the heart that's driving it. So a person who's gossiping has a heart to run another person down. And oftentimes it's indicated by the fact that you're enjoying this. You're enjoying the opportunity to paint someone in a bad light. Right. Because what that does, it just feeds our pride, right? This is, this is, this person's this way. You know, you, you need to know this about this person. And almost always it paints that person in a bad light. And it put, puts us in a good light. And so now you're just feeding the pride of the human heart that right. loves to minimize others and uh, put yourself in, in a way that makes others think well of you. That's right. And it's still gossip if you say, bless their heart after. <laughs> Are you from the South? <laughs> Uh, so, what does the Bible say? And I'll say, I'll be honest, you look up gossip in the Bible, there's only actually two literal terms, at least in the NAS, that the word gossip is used. That's why we'd say it's kind of hard, because the Bible doesn't specifically define it. It defines the actions and, and the content as opposed to the actual word. Um, and so, like Proverbs 2019, uh, he who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets, therefore do not associate with a gossip. And we'll talk about what slander is in a different episode. But I find it fascinating here how gossiping and slanderers, like one who is a slanderer, so that's actually describing an individual, and they say, what does that individual do who is slandering? Well, he gossips. And so it's almost as if if you are gossiping, you are now a slanderer, you know, as an adjective describing that person. Mm -hmm. And what does that person do? He slanders other people. How does he do it? By revealing secrets. Mm. You know, it's exactly what you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Second uh, Corinthians twelve twenty. For I'm afraid that perhaps when I come, I may find you to not be what I wish and may be found by you to not be what you wish. That perhaps will be strife, jealousy, anger, angry tempers, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, and disturbances. And so, once again, Paul lumps this in. Like, how do you know you're a gossiper? Well, look what he says. Jealousy, anger, tempers. Just as you were saying, someone who is saying something about somebody else, usually it's because they're jealous. And so they're saying, hey, I got something on them. And so I'm going to make myself look better by telling them some, by telling somebody else some secret or whatever it is about somebody yeah. else. And now you've just put yourself as a gossiper. Yeah. I would add to that Proverbs 18, verse 8, the words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels. They go down to the innermost parts of the body. And so this idea, dainty morsels, has in the Hebrew the idea of swallowing something greedily. Mm. So it's like you just can't wait to get more of it. And it feeds this greed, this desire. And, And so it's almost this picture of, Tell me more. Feed me more. I want more of that. And that's the receiver. 
This is the receiver. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the person who's giving the gossip then oftentimes is more than willing to give that. Just continue giving. Because they're getting affirmed right. in that. So it's actually a two-way street. That's right. It's the person giving the gossip and the person receiving the gossip. Both of their hearts uh, tend to be uh, in the wrong place. And, and that proverb I just read says they go down to the innermost mm. parts of the body, meaning there's almost this desire to assimilate it into the very essence of our being because it puffs us up. It makes us feel better about ourselves and puts people down. And so it's like this thing that just goes into the very deepest core of our being and we love it. In our flesh, we love it because it it puts us in a better light than another person. Yeah. Very dangerous. It is very dangerous. Um, yeah, I like the, uh, the Proverbs 26, 20, for lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisper, contention quiets down. Mm. So if you're, you know, you're at a fire, how does the fire keep going? We well, got to feed it. In this case, Proverbs is using wood as that fuel. And so Proverbs is saying, just like the whisperer, the one who likes to gossip, if they stop, contentions go away. But if that person continues to gossip, that fire, that, that enmity between people just keeps getting fueled and fueled mm. more and more. So right? true. So then we have to ask, okay, so... Gossip, we understand what it is, how the Bible describes it. So why is it such a heinous sin? Like, So you say, hey, wait a minute, if I gossip about somebody, what if they never find out? What's the big deal? Why does it matter? Yeah. Well, there's a verse in Titus 2, 3, as it... Um, Tell, as Paul tells the older women not to be malicious gossips. Mm. So remember, he gives that whole list. Mm-hmm. Older women are to be this way. And one of those things that he lists in that list is older women are not to be malicious gossips. The word is diabolos, which is a word for Satan. That's right. It's where we get our word diabolical. So someone who is engaging in gossip is actually diabolical. Um, And what that means is they're participating in the way that Satan likes to work. They're cooperating with Satan. So uh, Paul is very clear there on the danger of the sin, the heinousness of the sin. Mm. He's actually saying, you cooperate, you partner, you link arms with Satan when you engage in gossip. And that's serious, right? Mm-hmm. He's talking to believers here, right? right. This, is the, this ought to be the furthest thing from our mind as Christians. We want to distance ourselves as much as possible from mm. Satan. He's a, an accuser. He, he hates the brethren. He is opposed to everything that God stands for. And yet, Paul is saying to the church on the island of Crete, to the women, when you do that, it's like Satan is your partner. Yeah. You are engaging in the very things he wants you to do. It's diabolical to, to gossip about mm. other people. So I think in one sense, that's what makes it such a heinous thing is it's, it's consistent with what Satan would do. Yeah, I think as well, and going along with that, um, <clears throat> the, when, we, when we gossip, uh, why are we letting this information out? And I think oftentimes we don't. It's the heat of the moment, maybe, and we'll say, well, since this person wronged me, I'm going to get them back. And so now we're being vengeful, and uh, we don't realize that we have to get that thing out of our heart because an idol is in there that we're Mm -hmm. serving, and we're saying, hey, you know, this person needs to appreciate me, or this person needs to, you know, talk to me in a better way, or they did this to me, so I'm going to get back at them. And, And I think other people, I think some people just like other people to know that they know something. Yeah. 
And so just the fact, like, I want you to know that I'm important. I want you to know that I have secretive information. And so I'm going to come up here and I'm going to tell you this. And so you, you have this people-pleasing mentality you have. Whatever those things are that's going on, if the believer is having these tendencies to share this type of information, you have to ask, like, what is going on in your heart? Mm. Because as you said, I mean, it should stop you dead in your tracks when somebody says, hey, you're going arm in arm with Satan. You know, like, that's a <laughs> that should be a fairly large red flag that goes up yeah. if you're teaming up with, with the devil himself to Absolutely. do these things, right? Um, and, you know, the other thing it does, too, is it causes division. Because there is, I, I, I thought about this, I can't think of anything good that would come out of gossip. Mm. Um, I can't think of anything good that would say, hey, I'm so glad that you gossiped about me and uh, I feel so much better about our relationship now, right? Yeah. But what does it do is it actually drives a wedge. And so when one person finds out that another person is gossiping about them, automatically it starts to, to build this, this space between them. And now you're, you're starting to build teams, right? And so this person, maybe they're hurt, and so now they start gossiping, and they're like, can you believe this person gossiped about me? And then they start doing it even more, and all of a sudden you got factions that are going on. If that's in the context of a church, obviously now we're dealing with something much larger. Uh, and so we have to be very, very careful. It's so heinous because it can spread like wildfire. Yeah, it really you know? can. And then in the church in particular, our great desire, we talk about this so often as pastors, is the unity of the church. The health of the church is dependent, in a sense, on its unity and oneness and being of the same mind toward one another and and uh, letting there be no divisions among you. And so we have to be aware that one of the threats to true unity in the church is this hmm. sin of the mouth. That's right. And it's what, ha what happens is what you just said is usually that gossip doesn't stay between the two people, the, the person gossiping and the person who heard it. It typically doesn't stay there. Right. It tends to spread. And as you alluded to, now you've got two camps building mm. within the church. And that's how rumors start. And that's some of the seedbed that just fuels discord and, and divisions and factions within the church. And so as a leadership team, we have to be cognizant of that, that we don't engage in that. And then when we hear of it happening in the church, and, and we're not doing this this episode because we're aware of something right. in the church, but we also <clears throat> take it pretty seriously because this kind of thing really destroys a unity of the body very quickly. And it comes in, it, it comes in so fluidly, so easily, especially, you know, you figure... Most people work 40, 50, 60 hours a week in a, in a hard job environment, right, where maybe gossip is, is not frowned upon. It's just part of the normal day. And so you, as a believer, you're just in that environment for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. And then you come home and, and maybe the wife works and she's in that same environment. And so it just, it can have this tendency to just become the natural part of life. Yeah. And uh, we need to cut that off because it's not the natural part of life. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's satanic at its, at its origins yeah. uh, is, what, is what Paul said there. So. Yeah, and it's interesting as well. In First Timothy chapter 5, as he deals with the issues of widows, older widows and younger widows, he says something very interesting to the younger widows. In verse 13, he says, at the same time, they also learn to be idle. Speaking of young widows, yeah. widows, women who've lost their... Under 60. Yeah, oh, yeah. Under, yeah I think <clears throat> most women will be happy to know that if you're under 60, you're still young, <laughs> I just right? wanted to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, they'll all thank you for that. <clears throat> but he says, at the same time, they, speaking of young widows, learn to be idle as they go around from house to house 
and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies, talking about things not proper to mention. And then he gives the caveat or the solution, therefore, I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, give the enemy no occasion for reproach. Mm. For some have already turned aside to follow Satan. So again, think of the satanic influence Mm. in these kinds of things. He's speaking to a church. He's speaking to Timothy, who's the pastor of the church at Ephesus, dealing with a specific issue of how to help young widows uh, uh, respond to their situation. And he says, um, one of the great dangers is gossip. And when allowed to flourish, you actually give the enemy an occasion for reproach. You give Satan a foothold into your church. That's right. Um, and so, again, here's a pastor to a pastor dealing with this very sin because he knows how much it threatens the body and how hmm. satanic it can be. Yeah, that's really helpful. Uh, and so... We want to make sure we don't have this sin. Uh, one of the things I was teaching through the book of James several years ago, and I remember reading on the tongue and obviously the power of the tongue. We talked about that last week. Yeah. And this was one of the things that, that I remember reading. And, it, and one of the uh, things is if they gossip to you, they are going to gossip about you. Mm. And it was, uh, you know, how do we combat this sin? It's because we realize that if somebody is coming to us to tell us some juicy bits of gossip, they're also going to somebody else to talk about you. It's a guarantee. It's not yeah. like you just don't have a one-way gossip line. Yeah. The other thing is if you're going to somebody and they're receiving that gossip, they themselves are a gossip, and so they're going to be telling other people as well. Yeah. So if you are in that situation of wanting to be the sender of the gossip, since there's somebody else is going to be talking about you as well. And so one of the easy ways you can fight this is just realize no good comes from it. And they're going to be talking about me the same way that I'm talking about somebody else. So what if someone comes to you and says, hey, did you hear this is going on? Did you hear about this person? What's your first response as a elder, pastor? How, how, how should we respond? I always say, give me the juicy detail. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you need to listen to a podcast yeah, on this yeah, issue. right. No, it, you know, I don't, uh, the first thing I say is I don't need to know all the details. Like, I, I'm not, a, I don't need to get into all the weeds or whatever it is. But there are times, and you know, on here, like the difference between um, being a gossip and being responsible with what you know. And so I always say, like, are, is somebody causing harm? Is it causing division? And so is is the thing that you're going to tell me, is it pertinent to that individual's spiritual life? Is it uh, affecting a marriage, like do you know of you know some something going on in a marriage that needs to be uh, that needs to be talked about or corrected? Um, is it a conflict between two people, and you're coming to say, hey, these two people are having a conflict, whether it be verbal or otherwise? Those are good things, and you don't need to get in all the details yeah. of all that kind of stuff. I, I uh, I'm always very adamant, like I don't need to hear the nitty gritty. I can yeah. I can do the overview. Um, but then there are times where you say, no, it's not all of that. I just need to get something off my chest. Well. We're not here to have somebody get something off your chest. We don't do talk therapy. We don't do talk therapy. Yeah. Um, you know, you might need to work that out with that individual or between you and the Lord or something like that. Which I think is a key um, uh, uh, part of this is if someone's coming to me with some of those juicy details, if one of the first questions I'll ask them is, have you talked to that person? Right. Have you had a conversation with them? I understand that you think things are a certain way. Um, have you engaged that person? Have you talked to them about it? Because Scripture is very clear. Matthew 18, if there's someone sinned against you, you go to them. So that, that kind of interaction should be taking place all the time in the church where we're having conversations with each other to 
to resolve issues and not spread slander and gossip about one another. So one of the first key questions is, have you talked to that person? Have you gone to that person? Yeah, in Galatians 6.1, if you see a brother in sin, right. go to them, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Um, we need to make sure that, that it is an open door to be able to say, here are some things that's going on, but have you taken those initial steps to make sure yeah, things are good. taken care of? Yeah. I think what you brought up though a minute ago is helpful to think through. There are times though when as believers, we do need to talk about fellow believers. Mm. So how, what are the instances where that's appropriate and that's not gossip? And then when does it spill into gossip? Yeah, I think the first and foremost, if you said, hey, have you went and talked to him? Yeah, I went and talked to him, but they don't hear me. They don't want anything to do with me. They they think I'm this or that or whatever. And so that would be an instance where coming in and telling the elder, an elder, and just saying, can you help me, you know, kind of like a mediator almost to kind of sort through this stuff. That's perfectly fine. Um, if you If you know that there's abuse going on or you know that there's something like that that's going on, that's not slander or that's not gossip. You're coming and you're saying, hey, I can't actually do anything about this. Maybe you guys can, yeah. right? And so then you give them the details like that. And that's something we do frequently as elders. We right. we hear of things and we have to work through issues and we have to be shepherds. And we don't want to gossip. We don't want to be guilty of this. But I think it comes back to the motive, the heart, mm. right? The heart and the motive in seeing someone who's sinning or there's an issue between two brothers and sisters or two brothers or whatever, and, and you talk about that. You're trying to resolve that issue. The motive is different. The right. motive is reconciliation. The motive is forgiveness. The motive is spiritual growth. The motive is sanctification. The motive is personal holiness. The motive is not in those situations running down that person's reputation right. and not in their presence. So, again, we're back to the original part of our discussion on this topic, what constitutes gossip. It's a heart that's driving uh, a desire to run person's reputation down in the eyes of other people. But at sometimes we as believers, you know, people will come to us and they'll say, I'm concerned about this person. How do I handle this situation? And oftentimes people will come to us and say, I don't want to gossip. We appreciate that, right? right? right we appreciate right. that heart of, I don't want to <clears throat> gossip. And you can tell in that moment, they're really trying to, to walk a tightrope here. They don't right. want to communicate. I got information. <laughs> I got information, but I don't yeah. want to be divisive about right. it. I want to be gracious and I want to strive towards unity and I want to see this person growing. And so, again, you're back to the heart issue. Mm. We, at times, have to talk about other people, but it's because we love, we care, we want to shepherd them well. Mm. We, we don't want to hurt them spiritually or hurt them and their reputation or anything like that. So. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. And, and I think it's, uh, you know, it, we have to be careful. You know, the old uh, the old prayer groups, they get together and, oh, I pray for Todd. He's been stuck on the bottle now for three months <laughs> and his marriage has fallen apart. That's so, not true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think we oftentimes, uh, we air that, that gossip, but we're like, no, no, I'm just praying for them. Like, how else, how else would I pray for them? You know, right. um, but you just want to make sure the information gets out there. And so, I so think it's actually to be a, cloak, a cloak for gossip. It is a cloak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because we, we just want to get it out there. And uh, for whatever reason, it, it, whatever is in man, that, that sinful part of him, um, they just having information it's like you know some people just can't hold on to a secret like you don't you don't tell somebody there you know you got somebody else a christmas gift because you know this person just <laughs> they just can't hold it yeah sorry so, about that that's okay that's okay <laughs> <laughs> you know and so i it's interesting to me like they they just have to be able to get that out whatever, right. whatever that motive is and i think you're absolutely correct and and like we talked about before but 
th that's why like these kind of questions here, um, you know, you can ask yourself in that moment, like, would I be telling this story if this person were here? Like if, if what I tell that, and so sometimes there's a funny story you can tell about somebody who's not there and you would say, yeah, of course I'd tell it if they were here. They don't care. It's not necessarily gossip, you know. Um, and the other one is, am I hiding this conversation from anyone? That's kind of what you alluded to before. Yeah. We're like, hey, in confidence, I'm going to tell you this, you know. And so then both of you feel really special, like you've got your top secret clearance, you right. know, like we only know this. Um, am I ashamed of it? And would I want someone else to talk this way about me if I were not in the mm -hmm. room? And so I think oftentimes gossip just gets this focus on like yourself and you're in, a, in a, such a negative way because you're thinking you're going to be benefiting from this when he gets mm. this out instead of like, why am I doing this thing? So yeah. you're not taking inventory of your heart and you're just letting this information out, not realizing that, you know, the Bible is just littered with verses of like, you got, I mean, even in the Navy, loose lips shanks, sink ships, right? I mean, yeah. like. Uh, this is this is something that's so common that there are phrases out there that talk about it so much. Yeah, yeah. I think I read somewhere the Boxer Rebellion was begun ultimately in with, China with a with a gossip story. Wow. Um, so it, it's just uh, prolific, and yeah. uh, so many so many uh, people and even believers can fall into this stuff. So what's the remedy? So if we're not supposed to gossip, what should we be doing? I think of Ephesians 4.29, which we will probably reference hundreds of times. Hundreds of times in this podcast series. You know, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but That's only right. such a word as is good for the moment that is good for their edification. So the vice is gossip. We need to put that vice off. Mm -hmm. But in its place, it's not enough just to not gossip about the person anymore. Biblically, we're called to put on the virtue of speaking in a way that edifies, builds them up. And so we have to move from just not gossiping to actually speaking words that are kind and, and edifying and uh, paint others in a good light. So that's yeah. the mark of sanctification right there. Yeah, because when you get to the heart, you're absolutely right. It's the sanctification. Because when you, you drill down, if what's in your heart is good thoughts and um, edification and speaking truth and seasoned with grace, all those things, that's what's going to come out. Like right. gossip's not even going to be on your tongue. Right. And so when you're doing that that heart and you're saying, okay, why do I feel this way about this individual? I'm going to put off, as you said, put off the gossip. I'm going to put on the good words, yeah. so to speak. So yeah. that's good. very helpful. All right, well, I hope that was uh, helpful for you guys talking about gossip. We're going to go over uh, a list like lying and slander and uh, um, swearing and those kind of things over the next few weeks. Uh, so I hope you'll be able to tune in and check us out then. So I hope you have a good rest of the day.